Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Join John Bernadovich as he embarks on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals to understand what it takes to do HR like a boss. Each week, John chats with professionals with a wealth of knowledge and practical experience to help you tackle HR's biggest challenges. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, hit the five-star rating, and share it with your HR friends. John is a father, husband, competitive golfer, author of HR Like a Boss, and founder of Willery, a professional services firm dedicated to HR and payroll technology and people. He is devoted to transforming the workplace by empowering the HR and payroll communities to navigate their ever-evolving business landscape with ownership and passion. You're listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast, hosted by John Bernadovich. Welcome back to another episode of the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. So excited to be joined by Amanda McCulloch. Amanda was referred to me by a colleague inside of our firm who just raved about her, told me you have to meet Amanda. She's amazing and incredible at what she does. So Amanda, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. You got it. All right. So let's tell the world a little bit about who you are, your background, and what you're passionate about in these days, this day and age in HR. Sure. So I have been in the HR world for, I hate to say it, 20 years. Um, I have been with my current organization for 17. I work for a local healthcare organization here um, in Columbus, Ohio, and um, have just loved my time in healthcare. Before I came to healthcare, I worked for a few years in retail, which gave me a really neat perspective as I stepped into um, the field I'm in, in today. I've I was born and raised in central Ohio. This is home for me. Um, I'm a mom of twin boys who are 10 going on 11 very soon, um, a wife. And I share that because uh, my passion is really about Balancing work and home life and being the best you can be at both. Um, and I believe wholeheartedly that you can do that. You just have to find what works for you and your family. And um, and so that's that's very, very important to me. And being a mom and, and a wife is an important component of who I am as a human, but also as an HR professional. So um, what I'm working on today is just staffing in general. We in healthcare have a national shortage for healthcare providers across all the spectrum of um, how we take care of patients. And so we are focused on how we provide an amazing culture and environment for people to want to come and work and um, give the best care to our patients that, that we can. So that's a little about me. Oh, I appreciate the genuineness. Shout out to your twins. Hopefully they'll listen in to the show or your husband. This is your first time being on a podcast, and I know you're going to do a great job based upon previous conversations we've had and the recommendation I got from my colleague. Just I think you, you're doing an amazing job doing some incredible work down there service, serving the, the community, and I know you've got this challenging aspect of work of attracting talent. I know we'll We'll get into some of the things that you're doing to try to build that culture as an HR leader, but super excited for you to be on the show and also for the listeners that are out there. Okay, so Amanda's doing this for the first time. So if you're ever asked to be on a podcast and you say, I don't want to do it, take 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 a whiff, take, take a swing at it. You know, it doesn't matter if you do great or do poorly, just as long as you gave it, gave it a try. And I, I think it's awesome, Amanda. 
that you're trying to not only balance all this work stuff with making sure you make your first priority of being your family, your, your boys and your husband. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So I'd start all guests out after they give us their great wisdom and who they are and their background with this simple question. And I'll start it with you as well, Amanda. What is the purpose of human resources? I love this question. Um, the purpose of HR for me is really about the business and the people connection. Um, our colleagues, our employees are literally the most important asset that we have in any organization. And so as the organization's making decisions about what's right to sustain, um, what's right to move forward to the future and, and continue to be innovative and unique and different, HR's responsibility is to have a seat at the table to make sure that the people aspect is brought into it, that we understand what decisions have or what impact our decisions have on our people, on the folks who every day in my in my industry, right, take care of our patients and make sure that um, our patients have an amazing experience. And so the the. The simple answer for me is that it's the balance between the organization and the people and making sure that we're taking good care of um, our employees. It's They are the reason why we're here and without them, we are nothing. We are, we are not a health system. We are not able to take care of patients if we don't have our amazing people every day. I think it's really cool, the parallel that you mentioned earlier on when introducing yourself, you're trying to create that balance between your family life and those that you love and your work. And you believe that you can do it at the same time at work, you're challenged with the balance between our organizational responsibilities, goals, and what the what's good for the business. And then how do we serve our employees and the, the balance between those, those two really critical parts of what makes up a business. So I, I love that. I think you're practicing on both ends. So when you're trying to balance that at home, it kind of feels like, okay, who am I representing today? My, my people or our organization? And that is one of the most unique tricks about doing HR in an effective way. And, and part of the reason why I wrote the book to really help empower human resources to transform workplaces because work is so important to so many people and it means so much to them. And we might as well enjoy what we're doing and give back while we're doing it. And so anyway, let's Absolutely. get into your kind of passions and the things that you try to do from your seat as the head of HR at that great organization there in central Ohio. Tell me a little bit about this idea of being authentic, this this thing of who you are. You already started that off in the beginning of the show, just sharing your personal story. But what does it mean to you to, to be authentic in your leadership yeah. capacity? Yeah, for me, it, it really means being who you are. Uh, you know, when I first got into uh, the real world of work out of college, you know, there was this concept of like you leave your personal self at the door and, and you're a different person when you come into work. And I just don't believe that that's the right way to approach showing up at work every day. Um, I believe that who I am as a human being is what makes me really great as an HR professional and as an employee for an organization. Um, it is what I think has launched me to where I am in my career um, and, and, and really is the reason why I am who I or where I am today. Um, I'm not a robot and I don't expect our employees to be robots and I don't think anyone should expect people to be robots when they come to work. Um, we are human beings who have feelings and emotions and 
um, a lot of times those feelings and emotions make us really great caregivers, whether it's being an HR caregiver, right? My job's to take care of our employees um, or whether it's, you know, um, a caregiver at the bedside in a healthcare environment or um, a recruiter who is um, able to make a connection with um, a potential candidate um, as, as a human being, right? That's how you create culture. You don't come to work every day to be a robot and just go through the motions and check the boxes, right? We expect our employees to come to work and want to be here and, and enjoy the relationships that they have with their coworkers and have relationships that are strong enough that they can lean on each other and say, I don't know how to do this, or I, I don't know the answer to this. Can you help me and feel comfortable in that? And so being authentic for me is really about just showing up to work every day as me. Um, you're absolutely right when you mentioned, I mean, it's why during my intro, I mentioned that I'm a mom and a wife because I'm a better vice president of human resources because of what I've experienced in the workplace, but also at home. And I can empathize and sympathize with the people who come to us and say, I'm having a hard time and I need help, right? And, and helping someone in the workplace sometimes means that you have to understand where they're coming from outside of work. So I think, you know, to set the example and to just help employees feel comfortable being themselves, you have to be authentic yourself. You have to be humble. You have to be willing to admit when you make mistakes. Um, and there are a lot of times where I'm in front of people and they ask me a question and I have to say that, but I'm going to find out for you. And I would much rather admit that I don't know than give them a wrong answer. So I think being authentic is just um, really just being truly who you are every day and not feeling like you have to drop some bags at the door when you walk into work every day and then pick them back up when you walk out. Amanda, I appreciate you sharing that. I'm curious because it sounds like early on in your career, you did take that approach. Maybe that was counsel you were given from a loved one, a family member, a mentor, a professor, whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. And you did, you did check your personality at the door and you did, as I'll use your words, maybe act like a robot because that's what you thought you were. Tell me the the difference, the impact of what happened as a result of you acting in that way. And then conversely, now that you seem to be carrying yourself in this very authentic, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wife. Uh, I don't know all the answers, HR leader. What, what's the difference for you in, in your workplace? Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I started out, um, I actually was personally going through a lot. My, um, my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer and, um, I was, you know, really struggling with that. Um, we are blessed today cause she is still here. So just a, a side note. Um, but because I felt like I had to leave myself at the door, the, the me, I was not a good employee. I was distracted a lot of the time. Um, my passion for what I was doing was um, was the the light was dwindling, right? And and it was all because I didn't feel like I could just take five minutes with a coworker um, and just say like, oh, it's it's just it's hard, right? I didn't sleep well last night, or um, the energy just wasn't there. And you know, we all have tough life 
circumstances that we go through at some point um, in our journey. And, and embracing that sometimes makes you a better human being, but a better employee as well. And so as I progress through my career and have had different bosses who have encouraged me to be me and who I am, um, it has really caused me to be a better HR professional because I care. And I know that's taking us potentially into kind of what my next passion is, but um, it, you know, I care about what is happening with the people in our organization. And I care about how that's impacting their ability to come to work and be um, their, their selves. And so um, it's been a, I shouldn't say it's been a slow progression. It's been a journey um, to learn to be okay with that. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to be, you know, um, to, to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer, right? It's hard to admit that you're going through something tough and maybe you're not on your A game. Um, but I have found that when you're willing to, to share that to some extent, right, within um, reason, there are people that will surround you and lift you up. And there were people, there are people that will surround you and fill in your gaps for the period of time that you've got a little bit of, of a gap, right? And so when you're not able to give maybe your 100% or your typical 110%, you've got really amazing people who know what's going on and know that this isn't how you show up typically every day and that there's some stuff going on outside of work that can lean in and be supportive in so many more ways than you realize. Um, and so it, it, for me, it has been just really kind of experiencing that for myself and seeing how, you know, being my authentic self and being honest about what's happening um, can really actually uh, cause me to be more engaged in work and, and see the benefits of staying with an organization that's willing to see me through the tough times. Yeah, no, well said. You can tell it's straight from the heart, Amanda. I knew you'd be great at this podcasting thing. You're hitting a home run so far. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're doing great. Let's. Let, I'm just going to give a quick plug for a second, not to our show host's uh, company, Willery, or the book or the community. I do want to give a plug to Bree Schmidt. I think of Bree when you're mentioning the things that you are right now. She was a former guest on the HR Like a Boss podcast. She presented at the NORC conference in 2023. And so if, if you're thinking of trying to follow someone on Instagram or through LinkedIn, Bree Schmidt, B-R-E-A Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. She'd probably appreciate the plug, but she's all about that authentic self, about self-care. She does a ton of work with organizations. Check her out. Uh, she she could really complement what Amanda's mentioning. And, and she has all these really cool pictures on her Instagram page, which she clearly is just out of bed or this is how I'm feeling. I not, don't have all the makeup on. It's just like, this is Bree for the day. And uh, I, I appreciate your your authentic, uh, your 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 passion for being who you are, and part of that it sounds like really is that you care. You have this genuine care about you that my guess is people gravitate to. I, I think about all the time as a leader within my organization in the community, whatever I do, how am I making people feel? At the end of the day. As a result of that, people are going to act with their feet. They're going to stay at a company because they feel comfortable and safe because of people like Amanda, or they're going to run away because my manager is a jerk. The CEO has no idea what they're doing. This culture is horrible. They tolerate the wrong things. And so I'm wondering, like, how have you gotten to the point where you're, you're able to care so much, but also do your job as an HR professional, which sometimes requires you to make tough decisions 
lay people off, put them on performance plans, do that tough stuff that maybe doesn't feel as great when you have that caring passion for people. Yeah. Yeah. Those items never feel good. It's definitely, you know, everybody has the part of their job that they say they would like, like to just kind of set aside and never have to do again. And um, all the items you mentioned are 100% it for me. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, caring is an important component. Um, but I want to make a note in, in reference back to being authentic. You have to care authentically. And so it's if it's fake, people will sense it and they will see it and they will feel it and you're going to ruin your credibility, right? Um, so if you don't care, you have to just not say you care because <laughs> um, people are going to see it. But, you know, for me, I, I think through the progression of my career, it has become very evident as I've learned along the way that um, if, if your employees don't feel cared for exactly what you said, they're going to walk away, they're going to leave. And we have to want to do what's right for them while also doing what's right for the organization. And so sometimes that is the tough decisions of, you know, maybe we need to do a layoff or um, restructure or re redesign. And the conversation I have with leaders at the table when we're making those tough decisions is, okay, so let's talk about the, the people impact. And if we are saying that the decision is the right one, even with a potentially negative people impact, then what are we doing to take care of the people as we communicate the decision and move forward with whatever impact that has? Um, and how do we do it with grace? And how do we do it um, with kindness and we need to explain the why, because it may be a tough decision, but if you're just explaining the why to folks, it's much easier for them to understand where you're coming from and to say, you know what, not a fun decision, not a good decision, not a decision I'd want to have to make. And I understand why the decision was made. And so I think explaining the why is really important. Um, and then you go back to caring for the individual. And so, you know, as an example, if I have to sit across the table from someone and tell them that their position's been eliminated, um, it's how do we deliver the message, right? Um, how do we give the individual options where we can? And um, what types of tools and resources can we give them to be successful as they exit the organization? And so it's it's really, um, I try to do for folks what I would want somebody to do for me if I was in that position, right? Or what I would want someone to do for my mom or my husband or a family member. And if, if that doesn't align with what I would want, then you really have to stop and think about is it, is it the right approach. Yeah. Living by the golden rule never gets old. I think it's something that we can really hang our hat on quite a bit. And I, I cannot, can't share enough about how much it means to me that you were open and, and honest about that level of care coming from your, your leadership role. I don't want to get corny for a second, but it, it, I thought about one thing while you were describing that more often than not, when you have to make those tough decisions, 
about people, do the things that you don't necessarily like, the layoff, a performance improvement plan, whatever that tough discussion is, the more that you're honest about things before that happens, let's yeah. just give an example of, let's say that your organization's having a difficult year financially, revenues, you projected revenues here, revenues are down, or your costs went up because of some extenuating circumstance, or in your case, you can't find talent to do the basic roles that you have within your community health system. And so when you communicate that effectively over time, then eventually people, you, you may scare some of them off, and I think that's okay, but when it comes down to making those tough decisions, they 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 see it, they understand it more often than not. doesn't mean you won't have the occasional straggler that no matter what, they're going to be pissed off and take it out on you, and, and, and those things happen, and, and sometimes those rustle feathers, but... Anyway, I'm going to get back to the interview. I got to do a quick plug for two things, but we're going to talk about giving back and paying it forward when we're, we're after this brief commercial break. HR Like a Boss, the book is out. You can buy it on Amazon. It's not only a paperback, it's an ebook. It's also an audiobook. So really cool to see that. We also developed the largest community of people looking to do amazingly awesome HR in the HR Like a Boss community. You got a lot of great things in that SHRM certifications six continuing recertification credits you can get access to thought leaders that you can't get elsewhere a lot of great playbooks and resources to help you do this thing called amazingly awesome hr and a space for collaboration a safe space for you to share some of the struggles the challenges the opportunities you may have so check out the book join the the community through hrlegaboss.com and then who leaves the lights on who pays for the electricity who pays for the zoom line that we're recording on and gets these great guests well that's willery willery is a staffing and consulting firm focused on helping our clients with their people and technology-based challenges so if you're looking for talent in your hr apparel team think of willery or if you're struggling to get that return on your investment around your HR tech, visit willery.com to learn more. All right, Amanda, I promised our listeners in the HR Like a Boss community that we would talk about giving back and paying it forward. I'm sure you have probably countless examples because you care so much authentically. I can tell that just by our, our limited interactions and the smile that's on your face that I can see. What does that mean to you? How, how, do, we, how do we give back? How do we pay it forward? from our HR leadership seat? Yeah, the, the beauty with HR is uh, there's a lot of opportunity to do it, right? There's formal mentoring programs, um, all kinds of great ways to get involved. I will say it's, it's a really important piece of who I am as a, as a HR professional and a leader. I'm where I am today because people believed in me, because people gave me opportunities to learn and grow and develop and quite frankly, took chances on me. Um, I can remember a boss that specifically came to me and said, it's time for your promotion and you're going to go and be this HR director. And I said, mm, I've got eight month old twins at home. It's probably not the best time for me. And she's like, well, it is. And we're going to support you through it. Right. And so um, I believe wholeheartedly in, in, you know, pulling people up and helping them be successful and giving them opportunities to grow and develop. I would not be where I am today without amazing leaders who uh, nudged me along sometimes, um, or dragged me along or, you know, stood behind me as I, I took the leap. And there's a lot of great ways to do it. You know, you have to find where your passion is on, you know, who you want to support. For me, I love working with youth. For me, I love working with females. Um, and so that's kind of where I target. Uh, I, I will 
mentor anyone who comes to me and says they're interested. Um, but when I look at how I get involved, it's, I really look at youth and I really look at, um, at women, but you know, many organizations um, have formal mentor programs. If there aren't formal mentor programs, um, there's great resources that you can um, engage with to learn how to be a good mentor and, and do that. Um, sometimes it's as simple as letting someone shadow you for a day or two. Um, sometimes it's as simple as participating in a podcast when you've never done so and then giving folks opportunity to reach out to you on LinkedIn or um, uh, social media and just say, you know, feel free to ask questions or, um, you know, learn more about your journey. Sometimes it's about sharing your personal journey and how you got to where you are. So folks can see sometimes the non-traditional way to navigate through a career. Um, there's just so many great ways. I mean, all the way down to, um, you know, getting involved in your local PTA and, um, you know, for your, your kid's school or a school that's in your neighborhood, um, or, you know, finding ways that you can um, give back to nonprofit organizations that maybe focus in that area. So um, a lot of great ways to get involved. I think all it takes is a little Google search to um, look through exactly um, resources and, and um, organizations to get involved with that you're passionate about, um, no matter who it is you're looking to kind of pull along. I've, I even um, spend time, I try to do uh, skip level conversations with my direct reports, direct reports, and the conversation is almost exclusively focused on what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How can I help you get there? Um, and that's very unique for each individual. And then I spend time circling back around with their leader to say, here's what I heard and here's what we're going to do. What ideas do you have? So there's lots of ways to get involved and to give back. Um, it's just, you know, really kind of finding, we've talked about passion, finding your passion within that um, and, and helping folks um, just find their way. Yeah, no, I think that's that's profound advice and suggestion. I think one of the most unique ways for you as a human being to feel good about what you're doing on this earth is to give back and to do something for someone else. It's kind of that cliche. Do you enjoy receiving a birthday gift or do you enjoy um, giving a birthday gift? And just kind of that thought process. And a lot of times when we find ourselves struggling, at least I know myself in particular, the the best way for me to get out of a funk where I'm kind of stuck in my own world is to go give back to someone else and and support and serve them and realize that you know my my life is it's 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 it is what it is. I'm not saying it's easy, it's hard, anything in between. It just is what it is. But more often than not, there there's a there's a a chance to serve and provide that type of give back that can really make a difference. So speaking of making a difference, Amanda, you did great on this show. I get all guests out of the HR Like a Boss podcast with the same question. How would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Yeah, um, I think it starts with setting the example, right? As uh, I think within HR, organizations look to us to sort of be the example. Um, it goes to the things we've talked about, being authentic, caring about uh, the people that you're responsible for within your organization, um, and knowing your stuff is a big one. Know your stuff. I had a really great leader um, who had some key expectations of leadership. And my favorite, favorite one was knowing your stuff. And what I love about knowing your stuff is it, 
like I said before, you don't have to know everything, but you got to know your resources and you got to know where to turn to get the information. Um, and that's what knowing your stuff is all about. It doesn't mean you're a content expert on everything. It just means you know where to go to get the information. So um, know your stuff, set the example, be authentic, care, and then be passionate. If you are not passionate about this work, it's probably not the right place for you. I'm sure there's a really great place for you, um, but maybe not within HR. You gotta, you gotta be passionate about it. You have to love coming to work every day and getting up and and knowing that the work you're doing is directly or indirectly impacting not only the employees within your organization but the customers. Um, and that's that's really where I get jazzed is knowing that when I can take care of our employees and when I can do right by them, I know that then it directly turns around and impacts the experience that our patients have. Um, and so I know that that means that they're going to get safe care. They're going to get um, great care and, and they're going to just love the experience they have. So you, you have to have passion around it. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm all about that. It's one of the main two pillars of doing HR like a boss is you got to love what you do, have a passion for people and and the business and the community and whatnot. And I certainly appreciate all the great wisdom that you shared on the show today, Amanda. What a stellar job! I'll go in reverse order. Talked about knowing your stuff. Great, great advice you got, Amanda. It's also a, a main chapter inside of the a book, HR like a boss. Of just you, you got to know your stuff. You got to make sure you have the foundational HR components down to do something like a boss, setting that example, walking that walk, talking that talk and do, doing what you say you're going to do and then actually executing on it. You also talked about the importance of finding your why and giving back to organizations that support that in their nonprofit. So you mentioned the importance for you personally of, of youth and women. I think it's great for everybody to have their own individual thing that connects to your heart that touches you in that way. You talked about this importance of caring authentically, making sure people really truly know who you are and your genuineness. And in that, you'll create great connections, build relationships, and it comes down to being comfortable with who you are at work and just being your authentic self. And I really think you did a stellar job, Amanda. You should every you're probably going to get a bunch of requests to be on additional podcasts after other podcasters hear this. Hopefully, you enjoyed your time. I really appreciate you being on the show. I had a great time. Thank you so much for the invite and the opportunity. Thanks for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you're in for a treat with the book, HR Like a Boss. It's filled with more stories and valuable insights that can truly impact your HR career. The journey doesn't end here. Visit www.hrlikeaboss.com to join the largest community of amazingly awesome human resources professionals who are committed to doing HR like a boss. Stay connected with us on social media and don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate and review. Your feedback helps us deliver content that matters to you. Reach out to join directly at john at willery.com. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.